Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood with Chris and Rachel. We're talking about all things parenting. The mishaps, the struggles, and maybe even some motivation. Grab your coffee. Or wine. And join us for some real talk. Hey everyone, welcome to Surviving Motherhood Podcast. We're so happy to have you today and thank you so much for tuning in. We have a special guest with us, and it's Kira, and she is with My Fussy Eater. We have followed her on Instagram, and she's got amazing ideas for kids and getting them to eat, which we all know is an issue. So we have Chris here today. Hey, girl. Hey, guys. So we're going to be um, asking all the tough questions and getting all the info we can because we know we can't be the only ones that have kids that don't enjoy eating. So how are you today? I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, we are in the like midst of six season, so I have one sick kid. So if you guys hear like barking in the background, it's not a dog, it's a child. <laughs> and yes, I'm monitoring her, so I apologize in advance. But uh, So what got you into um, starting the My Fussy Eater blog and Instagram account? Well, basically, I had... A very fussy eater my daughter she's seven now but when she was kind of like two two and a half she was a really really fussy eater and I kind of was at my wits end about what to do and I was a bit at a bit of a loss really because I until that point I didn't have a whole lot of input into her food and her feeding um because when she was six months old I went back to work I used to work as a lawyer a litigation lawyer so I worked really long hours and she was basically weaned by our childminder. So I was really removed from the whole process of figuring out how to feed a child and, you know, all the kind of experience that you kind of get with weaning. I just kind of went along with what the childminder was doing. And then when she was about 18 months old, we we moved. We were living in London at the time. We moved out just out of London and I quit my job because it just wasn't really working with family life. And mm-hmm. then I guess that's where the kind of trouble started. She went from being such a good eater to not to kind of slowly it started to decline over the next few months because basically because I didn't really know what I was doing and I didn't have a whole lot of confidence in it. Um, so it, yeah, then got to the point where she was kind of two and a half, three coming up to three, and I thought I really need to to do something and to kind of make her into a better eater. So yeah, the kind of the journey would my fussy eater is kind of the brand and the business has also been my journey basically as a mom trying to you know improve her eating and give myself more confidence as well yeah that's awesome so how many kids do you have so I have two now Aoife is seven and Finn is four. Oh, I love that Finn so cute <laughs> 
Um, that is so interesting. My, uh, I'm I technically, I guess you would call me a fussy eater. I have a lot of texture issues. And so as yeah. a kid, my mom jokes that like I lived on deli, turkey and cheese for years. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure like some unhealthy things mixed in there. <laughs> but um, so you all of the kid feeding stuff, I really like with my daughter really tried to open her up to a lot of different tastes, but it's not always as easy as I would love it to be. And especially mm -hmm. my second child, he is very strong willed. And so like, if he doesn't want to eat something like he's two, so if he doesn't want to eat something, <laughs> he is not going to do it. So I love the idea of just, instead of um, trying to insert um, a healthy foods all at once, I love how you kind of layer it with other foods that they're comfortable with. And you really um, take a kind of a different approach than what we've, uh, a lot of us have seen or have been told to do. So, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of been my approach from the beginning, because when I started looking online for advice on fussy eating and how to improve my child's eating, it seemed really kind of traditional and at least in my eyes, kind of really old fashioned advice. And it didn't really go with kind of my other ways of parenting and kind of a more modern and more kind of relaxed and more kind of child-centric approach and mm -hmm. so again I kind of just rewrote the rules for myself but along the way picked up a whole bunch of other people that you know the, those kind of rewritten rules were working for as well um, and one thing actually I say to a lot of people that are going through like really fussy eating and really stressful meal times at home is to don't worry about what other people tell you you should be doing or how you should be feeding or how you should be eating as a family you need to do what works for you and your child um, and even mm -hmm. simple things like people say oh, you need to always eat as a family and I don't know about you guys but it just doesn't really work for us for our timetable and our schedule we try at the weekends to sit down and eat together but during the week it's just it's just too manic yeah. <laughs> you know yes. everyone's all around all you know doing different things and again if you kind of think back to 20 30 years ago it was different because everybody was home from school or work by usually by about five o'clock so you know a whole family could sit down and eat together but it's so different now that you know kids are they seem to be busier with you know activities and sports and you know parents are are busier kind of back then most moms probably didn't work mm -hmm. now you know most moms especially as the kids are getting a bit older the kids are work or the moms are working and you know so the kids might be in childcare or you know we're kind of working different schedules and shifts now you know not everybody's working from nine to five so that idea that everyone needs to sit down every evening and eat together just it isn't practical for everybody so what I always say is if yeah. things rules like that if they don't work for you then don't worry throw them out the window try something else like yes. you don't have to do what everybody else has always done yeah yes and it can be so stressful to feel you know to like my mom will say, what are you cooking for dinner? And I'm like, um, <laughs> cereal? <laughs> uh, yeah, some nights it's definitely like that. Um, yeah. What do you think is the best way, say, like like someone might have a two-year-old <laughs> who um, doesn't like many <laughs> healthy foods. I mean, asking for a friend here. But yeah. um, what would you say the first step is to introduce more healthy foods into a picky eater's diet? The first thing I always say is to just take it really slow, kind of slow introductions. Don't go crazy and like 
throw out everything bad in the house and bring in everything good because that's just it's going to cause absolute chaos in their life and in yours eventually um you need to do things really slowly kind of one at a time so say you're trying to get them to eat more vegetables give them their usual dinner what they might have dinner or lunch whatever it is and just slowly introduce a little bit of veg onto that place make a totally non-stressful like if they want to touch if they want to feel if they want to try it that's fine if they don't maybe encourage them to have one little bite and if they don't like it that's fine it can be moved to the side but keep doing that and even if they refuse the food just keep doing it because eventually they will try it. They will at least pick it up and touch it or smell it. And a lot of the issue with fussy eating with with kids is it's just that something's very unfamiliar to them. And of course, it's never going to be familiar until they start eating it. But it's getting from that point of unfamiliar to, oh, actually, this, is, this isn't this is half as bad as I thought it might be. Um, yes. And that is, I mean, that's the difficulty, that kind of, that from that point A to point B. But you have to see it as a real kind of long-term um a long-term goal really rather than right this week they're going to eat broccoli and next week they're going to eat carrots um it has to be really slow and really on their terms no stress um so yeah i always say just keep offering stuff like uh, my kids still won't eat tomatoes they're just not great with tomatoes but i just keep offering day after day after week and i know there's one day they're <laughs> going to turn around and eat that tomato <laughs> yes or so like uh, what i've been my son is obsessed right now with macaroni and cheese Obs- oh yeah obsessed and so i have been like just adding whatever vegetable i've cooked and putting it in his macaroni and cheese and he's yeah. very very good at avoiding it <laughs> if there's any broccoli or cauliflower or anything like he's good about picking around it but i'm like well, he might accidentally get a bite of it and yeah <laughs> and we further, we're further there's than ways we were to before sneak veggies as well there's kind of this i guess there's two schools of thought with kind of things like veggies offering them whole and then sneaking them in and like some people prefer one way or the other way and people have different opinions and i think mixing it up as well so a bit of both so something i like thought mac and cheese what i often do is I'll cook up some cauliflower and I'll blitz it in a blender with like some milk and cheese to make that kind of cheesy sauce. Yeah. So they don't see it, but they're getting it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you should do that all the time forever because then they'll never learn basically right. to, you know, eat the vegetables in their whole form. And yes. you need, yeah, they'll you, never expand their palate. Yeah, they need to kind of see them. But I think you can kind of do both at the same time. So you can sneak in the veggies you know, by blitzing them into sauces and things, but also keep offering them whole. So even if they're refusing those veggies, you know they're getting a few portions throughout the day. So, yeah, I do like that idea of just kind of mixing it up a bit. Yes, I try, I put them on his plate in whatever form I'm serving them to the rest of the family too, like even if it's just yeah. one. So. Okay, so what is your easy, healthy, go-to dinner plan if you are all going to sit down, what's something that you is a is a favorite? Um, we kind of like things. We all eat spaghetti bolognese. That's always a good one. Or lasagna. Or usually something pasta-based is quite good. Both my kids will eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not great with things like kind of roast dinner. You know, like traditional kind of roast dinners, like roast chicken or roast beef. They're not really great with that. So... But I still kind of serve up those things, but just in a different way. 
So like with roast chicken, if I'm going to cook a roast chicken, I'll also cook some vegetable rice with it. And for the kids, I shred the chicken and then put it into the vegetable rice with loads of veggies and also some cheese. So it's all kind of mixed together. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, so I kind of use little kind of hacks like that so that, you know, they're still eating the good stuff that I'm making, but they're just eating it in a slightly different way. Um, But yeah, definitely stuff like anything kind of pasta based always goes down well in my house. (laughs) Yes, that's a good kid favorite. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, So what do how do you recommend keeping on the go snacks healthier? Um, I think snacks are tricky because um, a lot of what you buy is not like the healthiest. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them having odd bits and pieces, but uh, if you can make your own, they are fantastic. And it's so much cheaper as well, because especially shop-bought snacks that are kind of targeted towards kids tend to be really, really expensive. Oh, yes. And, yes. And if you look at the ingredients, like there's really not a whole lot in there. Um, so I always think that anything that's kind of oat based, so it's got some kind of oats in it, like rolled oats is great because oats are so filling. Like they're packed full of fiber. So they'll, you know, take longer to digest. It's like really, really great for kids. Fill up those bellies, but not kind of overfill them with like too much sugar or or, you know, like too much fruit juice or something like that. So, right. And do you make those? Do you make those? Yeah. So I make kind of my own muffins that will have maybe half flour and half oats. I make, we call them flapjacks. I think you guys would probably call them like oat bars. Um, they're all kind of mostly 100% oat based. Yeah. Um, yeah. Flapjacks are pancakes. Here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of, yeah, like thick oat, bar- oat bars that you, you can make. Um, there's so many recipes. I have some recipes. There's so many online. Anything like that that's definitely oat based, I always say is like the perfect thing for a snack. Um, and then you can batch make them as well. That's a great thing about those kind of bars or muffins yeah you can make loads if you have a couple of hours on a Sunday make up loads of snacks and freeze them or keep them in the fridge for the week and then you can pull them out um a lot of the ones that freeze as well if you want them for lunches at school you can pop them out in the morning so by by uh lunchtime or the afternoon they'll have defrosted in in the lunchbox so really like low maintenance kind of food um and something like that, like an oat bar or a, an oat-based muffin served with maybe some carrot sticks, some cucumber, a little bit of fruit. Absolutely perfect for kids, like an ideal snack. It's got a little bit of sweetness, so it'll kind of, you know, tempt them in, but also loads of goodness. Yes. yes. Anything that keeps them full, ideal. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what you need. Yes. I have four boys. So I'm definitely wow. all about <laughs> snacks that are going to keep them yeah, full. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> They're just going to continue to eat you out of house and home more and more as they get older. Yes. So just be prepared yourself for that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So we kind of already touched on this a little bit, and we know um, we're talking about sneaky ways to get your kids into eating healthier foods. And we know you can blend it and sauce it. And that's an option. But do you have any other ways, um, I guess shredding it and adding it to the vegetable rice, that's a good option too. But any other ways to kind of um, add it in there slyly where they're not (laughs) um, totally going to turn it down first look? I just think anything that you can get a bit creative with. So sauces are always great. So again, if your kids eat pasta, then kind of go with that. You know, do loads of different sauces with like different veggies. Um, there's one I make a lot. It's a hidden vegetable pasta sauce. I've got the recipe on my on my blog, but it's got like seven veggies in it, and you can make that. It just bubble it up on the stove, blitz it. You can make vats of it and freeze it. Yeah, that's with nice you know, to have. put that in. Yeah, with a bit of cooked pasta, and it's totally like uh, lump free. It's really smooth. A little bit of cheese on top. The kids will love it. You can make uh, kind of like raw pasta sauces with um avocado if you blend up avocado in the blender with a little bit of parmesan a little bit of cream cheese so you've got kind of like a creamy avocado that doesn't actually taste of a whole lot mm-hmm. you know avocado is actually quite bland blitz up with a bit of cream cheese bit of um like grated cheddar or parmesan really really delicious it is green is the only thing that might put kids off a bit but it tastes really tasty like really creamy um homemade pestos as well pesto is again so easy to make just like some pine nuts some basil parmesan a bit of olive oil blitz it all up um you can even put in a little bit of spinach as well for even more nutrition so i think the key is to figure out what your kids like and then figure out how to sneak it in that way my daughter loves pesto right now, so I need mm. to make some with the spinach added because she would never know the difference. And she's not yeah. big on any kind of greens. She's like, is the, she, and she, it's hilarious because she calls everything salad. Like <laughs> she's like, is there salad in that? And I'm like, no, no, no salad. But she loves pesto. Like she wants it on bread with parmesan on top. And she's, it's she's hilarious because she's very very picky about certain things. Like she's very picky about her drinks. Very. Um, opinionated when it comes to food but her one of her favorite things is like little pieces of bread with pesto and goat cheese and she'll tell people that and I'm like I'm like don't don't she sounds fancy and a little a little snobby so I'm like please don't tell people that Uh, my kids are like oh we like chocolate pudding (laughs) (laughs) but see that's the funny thing she must have taken after me because she would not eat pudding if you paid her because of the texture of it so oh yeah yeah which I don't really care for pudding either so it's that is so funny. It, she comes by it rightfully, so that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, how much time do you typically spend on a meal? Like, what's a typical? It takes you this long to get that meal on the table from start to finish. It really depends. It just depends on kind of my day and my schedule, and you know how things are. Like today, for example, has been really busy. I've been out of the house most of 
the day and then obviously I knew I was kind of scheduling in to speak to you guys so I knew I wouldn't have a lot of time to make dinner so my daughter really wanted burgers today and I thought right I definitely don't have time to make them so I bought shop-bought burgers with a whole meal bun but then put like loads of veggies on the side so that took no time because I just cooked them in the oven and then like chopped everything off um but then maybe at the weekend I'll have a little bit more time so I would cook something uh you know like I might slow cook a bolognese or I might do a really nice kind of creamy curry spend a little bit longer on it maybe a casserole because it's that time of year where you know we love kind of home cooked comfort food um Mm -hmm. so it really depends it totally changes day to day um we're lucky as well in the UK, we our kids, well, up to a certain age, at least they get free school meals. So they get a free lunch at school. And it kind of takes a little bit of pressure off parents that if you are really busy in the evening, you can serve up more of a kind of a snacky tea, like maybe some sandwiches or some cheese and crackers and some kind of fruit and veg on the side, because, you know, they've kind of had that hot meal at lunchtime yeah um okay so yeah it it really depends like it can vary from that kind of snacky sandwich tea to you know spending an hour cooking something kind of more slow cooked um and that's what I kind of like I'm always quite honest uh I try to be at least online especially on Instagram which showing that although I am putting all these recipes up some days my kids have cheese on crackers or like some days they have a shop burger like it's fine no no one is no one is or or they aren't expected to be kind of perfect like this Mary Poppins character all the time we're all really busy doing things and you know it's just about kind of doing your best with food and also kind of just getting in as much kind of nutrition as possible and also giving your kids a kind of healthy attitude to food that Um, yeah I'm like I'm really glad we've come through this kind of clean eating phase where everything had to be like absolutely natural whole food you know born from the ground itself yes Yes. it's just like very few people can live up to that kind of expectation and I think um, at least here in the UK we've come around to a more balanced way of looking at food which I'm really really glad about (laughs) I feel like we're kind of we're kind of heading the back that direction. The keto yeah. diet is very popular right now here, which to me isn't very bad. To each his own, first of all. But um, it's not something I could um, ever keep up with. But um, we, we str- we're we behind you guys in food trends and um, <laughs> a lot of things. And so I actually am so curious on what is like a typical or a school lunch for your kids because we both – pack our kids lunch every day and I don't think I could pay my child money to eat a school lunch so I'm so curious on um like what a typical lunch is for your child at school well it varies like it will vary kind of school to school or kind of district because there'll be different catering companies but kind of where we are we're quite lucky there is a, a really good um catering company at my daughter's school and another one at my son's school and they've got a real variety so they have things like they'll have burgers and chips but everything is like homemade um and it's like low sugar well the desserts aren't low sugar but kind of the the main course is and low salt and they try to keep it quite natural um and they use as much kind of locally sourced produce as possible so yeah i mean 
yeah, really, really grey, but also quite normal food at the same time. So, you know, they're not eating quinoa salads, let's be honest. You know, <laughs> you know, it's burgers and chips or spaghetti bolognese, uh, mac and cheese, um, that kind of stuff. It's like really just kind of everyday normal food. Um, and yeah, they do quite well with it. They eat quite a bit. They seem quite happy. So, well, that's awesome. Yeah, we're yeah. lucky. We are we are very far behind on the school lunch trend. Our school has like where they can pick two different options, but they both look like. And I'm not. Ours are made in house, but they're most of it is frozen and reheated and not okay. local. Not um, um, you know, not the best quality things. So yeah, we're kind of. Hopefully, eventually we'll catch up at some point. But <laughs> we're we're not. We're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're so looking we kind of have um you guys know jamie oliver do you yes. he yeah came, he came to the united states and tried but <laughs> <laughs> yes he did and there's you know there were several specials on it but it didn't take all over and we're um in the actual southern part of the united states so we even take even longer than you know some yeah. of the bigger cities to really catch up so jamie oliver didn't come anywhere close to us to help us out <laughs> Yes, he did quite he well. Didn't quite make it that quite part a few now. years ago. We're kind of improving school meals, so yes. um, yeah, his legacy is still kind of going on. So yeah, we've been quite lucky with that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, how do you get your kids more involved in the cooking process? Do they like to be in the kitchen, or do you prefer that you just make it and then call them in the kitchen, or how does that work? Again, it depends. Because I mean obviously getting kids involved in cooking is really great and it's really important because it's almost like a lost skill now nobody's really teaching their kids to cook like we used to mm-hmm. um but at the same time again I'm very realistic I know what it's like I'm a mom myself I'm a working mom with two kids I know that you can't have them in there with you three times a day <laughs> you know sometimes you just got to get the food on the table quick so again as and when you have time weekends are great if you've got some time at the weekend and I always say as well, don't just bring them in to cook cakes and cookies and muffins. Like getting involved in the kitchen isn't about all the sweet treats. Sweet stuff. Yeah, right. like even get them helping making a sandwich for lunch. There's so many great kind of kid safe knives on the market now. Like there's so many have come on the market in the last couple of years. So they can even get involved in cutting up the fruit and veg and you know really kind of get involved in the process of making food. Um, yeah. with my my son loves to get involved to the extent he's like over on top of the cooker and I'm oh my god get away um, <laughs> but sometimes so what I do sometimes with him and it's great with younger kids is rather than them being there like at the cooker and it being a bit unsafe I give him some ingredients to play with like at the table or you know sitting on a stool at the island um, so you can give them some flour and water and let them mix it up as if they're making up a little dough or again give them a safe knife to chop up some veggies while you're actually doing the cooking so yeah yeah, they don't have to be doing exactly you know the process of cooking whatever recipe it is but they can just be there and they think they're helping and getting involved it's just it's it's really nice yeah that's fun I've never thought of that just give them just give them something to do basically yeah because they'll always be like can I help and I'm like no this is hard and they'll feel like they're a part of it and more invested in the meal too absolutely and kind of things like um for slightly older kids I'm so my daughter is aged she's like seven if she has friends around we usually make pizza um so they get to kind of make their own pizza 
Um, if you have time to make the dough, brilliant. If not, again, you know, there's always little hacks to speed it up. Um, I love using, you know, like kind of flour tortillas that you use mm -hmm. for wraps, mm -hmm. but instead use that as the pizza base. Yeah, so if you just get the idea. tortilla wrap and spread it with a bit of tomato paste or a bit of pesto and then they can add whatever toppings they want, throw it in the oven and they cook in like four or five minutes. Super, super quick. So, yeah, if, if you want to make your pizza, own pizza dough, fantastic. If not, use this kind of little cheat hack. Really, really great. And, you know, the kids get to do it themselves. They each have their own little pizza and, you know, they're getting involved really really healthy way of eating pizza actually because you don't have that big doughy kind of you know pizza crust that sometimes is a bit too much yes um a great idea yeah so just little little things like that are just really really great for getting them involved yeah definitely so now we have some mom questions that we ask all of our guests and the first one is what is your biggest mom thing like your biggest mom worry what keeps you up at night um, I think for me sometimes it's time, like time spent with my kids. I, I often worry that we don't have enough quality time. Like if, if life is so busy and everyone's in and out the door and doing different things. So I think the one thing I try as much as possible not to get consumed by mom guilt because I think it's just, um, feel like it's a wasted emotion you know if you constantly mm -hmm. feel guilty about stuff especially if if it's either something that you can't change or something that you don't want to change there's no point feeling guilty about it because nothing's going to change right. so right yeah I've kind of taught myself that mindset of the last few years is yeah if if you can't change it or you don't want to change it then stop feeling bad about it because it's pointless wasted emotion mm -hmm. but if I you know but sometimes kind of feeling a bit guilty or a bit bad is a good thing because it makes us kind of stop in our tracks and maybe reevaluate what we're doing. Um, but yeah, for me, it's usually the time thing. Like sometimes we have a hectic day, a hectic evening. We feel like you're just battling the kids, get them into bed. And then I sit down and I'm like, oh, I barely spoke to them. You know, we went through the motions yes. of food and homework and bath time, but, you know, we didn't actually have a proper conversation or we didn't play or... Um, but then, yeah, I just think, well, the next day I'll try a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah, it's yes, all you can do. It's all you can do. Is. So, what's your favorite way to relax at the end of a long day? Um, probably just sit on the couch, bit of Netflix, actually speak to my husband. Because again, some days I feel like I don't speak to him either. <laughs> yes. yes, it's his turn after yeah. they're in bed. <laughs> and just a nice glass of red wine, and just. Yeah. Chill out and get to bed. Good night's sleep. That that's yes. all I asked for. Yes. <laughs> that's all we, that's, that's all we want. All of us. <laughs> okay, so the last question is what is your best mom tip or um mom advice that you would give to a new mom? I think just go with your own instinct, especially when you have like brand new baby. Everybody wants to impart their experience and their advice on you. Um, because we're also like emotionally attached to our own experiences, especially when our you know through pregnancy and childbirth and those early months. And I think we feel this need to tell somebody else that's about to go through the same, you know, what it's like mm -hmm. and what to expect. And like advice is fantastic; it, it's invaluable. But also 
take it kind of like like that saying take it with a pinch of salt because not everyone's experience will be your experience so just take it on board obviously you know be nice and polite when people give you advice but just trust your own instinct and trust your own gut because I don't think that will ever steer you wrong especially as a mom you know being Mm -hmm. you know when you're pregnant when you've got a really small baby I just I always think you know best and as much as other people are giving you advice or you're reading information on the internet nothing is 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 going to be better than your gut feeling the internet has cursed us with overthinking (laughs) absolutely and it's it's kind of like that double-edged sword where it's amazing you can now get so much advice and so much help online but also i feel like there's an overload of information Mm -hmm. yeah and you have to learn to trust your own voice and say why well I'm taking on board all of this but this is how I feel or this is what I want to do and so yeah I just I always say trust your own advice your own instinct and let everyone's else everyone else's advice just be a bit secondary to that yes absolutely I completely agree okay so thank you you had great some great tips thank you so much for coming on oh, thank you it's been really fun yeah well where did yes. everyone find you on the internet speaking of <laughs> well i'm pretty much my fussy eater everywhere so my website is myfussyeater.com and then i'm on all the usual social medias as my fussy eater yes we came across you on instagram so we want everybody to make sure they're following you there too because you've got you post some great ideas and some great inspiration posts i know a couple of times i've skimmed through and been like oh that's what's for dinner thank you very much (laughs) yeah i love instagram but probably my favorite social media platform so love interacting there yes absolutely well thank you so much and we'll have links to her site on ours survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com and of course on our instagram at survivingmotherhoodpodcast thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it thank you girls thank Thank you you. good luck surviving motherhood everyone Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.